welcome back to Middle Ground. We are so excited that you are here today. And Caroline and I are pretty stoked for today's episode. We got some pretty good emails from y'all. And um, I have not read them all. Caroline, I think, went through and read yeah. them all. Um, but I have not read anything yet. She just sent me what I'm reading. <laughs> and I'm very excited to react and listen to what um, you all's worst Valentine stories are. I feel like it should uh, be a light note after Valentine's Day, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, but I guess let's go ahead and how are you doing today, Caroline? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm tired. I ended up staying up really late. Okay. I couldn't sleep. I don't know if it's pregnancy or what, but I've been having a lot of hip pain and I was having a hard time falling asleep. So I turned on our podcast because I didn't listen to last week's episode. Mm -hmm. And then you said something on the podcast (laughs) that caused me to lay awake in bed for like another two hours. Why? I thought you were going to say you caused me to like laugh. No, you go, and it's not, this isn't, it's just true. Like it's not a bad thing, but you said last week in the podcast that you have to hang out with you the rest of your life. And for some reason, when you said that, you know how sometimes (laughs) things just hit you? Yeah. Just like clicks. (laughs) I was like, oh shit. And I was just laying there in bed being like, you're stuck with you forever. <laughs> and I couldn't Like, sleep. this is it. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's and I, really like, I'm not even having, like, a tragic problem with myself. Like, I'm cool with myself. Right. No, not last night. I was just laying there like, oh, my gosh. So anyway, I had to tell you that. That's hilarious. I love that but for you. What was your grounding moment? So, um... I don't really have a specific one, but lately I've been, and I feel like I talk about swimming on this podcast Mm -hmm. literally all the time, but lately I've been feeling so grateful to be a swimmer and I've been finding this community of swimmers and I think when I moved back from Italy, that's what I was missing. Community? Yeah. And not that my community now is like people my age even, they're like 54-year-old men, which is fine, and my mom. So it's not like I'm back to high school swimming and it's all people my age, but still like I'm starting to swim more often with these people and like they hold me accountable. And I'm just really feeling grateful for that and like having this community. And one of our family friends, um, he's swam the English Channel like four times and he's swimming again in September. And he's like, you should really do that. Like, I think you are more than capable, like physically, you just have to get your mental, like really hardcore in line. And I'm really thinking about it. I'm like, I think I want to do that. You can for sure do that. How many miles is it? It's, um, well, it depends on the current, but it's like 21-ish miles. You can do that. I know. It's just all mental. And he, even he was like, you can be on the boat with me if you want in September and just like see how it is how long does it take it depends so like the fastest ever person swam in like nine hours and the slowest was 28 and he he was never a swimmer he was a runner growing up and he's just trained and raised money for like the children's hospital and all that and he swam in 13 and then a girl on my swim team swam in 11 hours so I'm like that's not that bad 
So we'll see. Maybe also not that bad. I'm not saying you can't do it. That I mean, that's going to take a lot of training. I know. But anyways, yeah, I'm just. It'd be so cool to say you did it, though. I know. Those are the things that I'm like. Why didn't they send us to do that when we were 18? Right. Wasn't that that should have been just a requirement? We were training five hours a day anyway. Right. What six more hours in a (laughs) freezing body of water? I don't know. But I I always thought there were sharks in the English Channel. Always. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm terrified of sharks. Worst fear. And he's like, no, there's no sharks. Like, it's just freezing, freezing, and there's jellyfish. I'm like, not that I like jellyfish, but I'd much rather see a jellyfish than a shark. I was on a friend's bachelorette trip. I guess it wasn't last year, two years ago. I don't know. It was before COVID was even discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to Florida, I believe. It is amazing how quickly facts leave my brain. <laughs> um, and we rented a boat. And it was one of those like friend groups for me that I'm really, really good friends with the bride. But then like it was her like crew that was on The Bachelorette. And I'm not really... Like, I'm friendly with the crew, but, like, I didn't ever hang out with them, so I didn't know the girls right. super well. <clears throat> um, but, so we rented this boat. We go out. I, I was really good friend. It was Colleen. and Colleen's wedding. Okay. Um, and so we're with her whole group. Obviously, I'm very close with their maid of honor and stuff, and we're, Brittany's driving the boat, and we go out, and we go out to this um, sandbar uh, out in the ocean, and I swear I'm getting somewhere with this. <laughs> now I'm like really intrigued. And uh, we're all hanging out and stuff. And there were jellyfish, like cra- like nobody was in the water because there were thousands of jellyfish, which weird. is not normal. Like yeah. it was just like this weird, they were going through there. And a few of us were in the water, we're hanging out and I got clobbered by a jellyfish. Like oh, it, did? it grabbed onto my whole leg, like wrapped my entire, um, I think it was my left leg. Maybe I don't remember, but, um, and everybody on the boat was like dying, laughing at my reaction because I just swam over to the boat. Like it stings me mm-hmm. and I go, I'm being stung by a jellyfish. <laughs> Like, that's all I, I just, you know, and everybody was like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And I walked over and I like got out and I was like, well, somebody scrape it off of me. Cause you have to like scrape that stuff off of you. So it doesn't hurt. You know, I'm like, does anybody have a credit card? Like, will they scrape it off of me so that it doesn't keep hurting? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Like everybody's like very panicked. And I was like, it hurts. It's not bad though. It's fine. That's hysterical. And I don't know why. I don't know if I'm not a panicker or if it's because I was with a bunch of people that, like, I didn't know super well. So I was like, hold it together. I think it's probably a little bit of both. Because I'm kind of like that in panicky situations. I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Like, I have to talk myself or I'll pass out. Like, I would literally pass out. Right. And I don't know if it was Colleen or who it was, but a couple of days later, I don't don't remember who it was, but somebody on the trip said to me, they're like, I'm so glad that it was you that that happened to, because if it would have been somebody else on the boat, day would have been over. Yeah. It would have been a whole Yeah, And I was just like, I'm fine. (laughs) You're like, moving on. But that's, I always think about that when I think of jellyfish, because I'd never been stung before that. Mm-hmm. And I like got, cl- I mean, they were big, like they were the size Damn, of this. I've never seen a jellyfish. I don't think. Oh, in mm. person. They're, 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 they can get big. Yeah. Anyway, I'm that's, not into that. that's all. 
Anyways. It wasn't that bad, though. That's what I will say, is okay. if jellyfish are your only thing, and you have a boat kind of, like, following yes. along with you. And so, it, like, if you need to get out and scrape that stuff off of you, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It didn't, like, leave. But the thing is, it's a, the rules are so strict, which I didn't know either, to swim the channel. I don't think you can even get out. Oh, you can't? No. If you get attacked by because jellyfish? Because I didn't know. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, you'd get disqualified. Like, you wouldn't be able to get back in. But I, there's so many rules. And the other rule I didn't know is you have to swim all the way and you have to walk up the like rocks and stuff, the beach, the shoreline, and stand up. And if you fall down, you're disqualified. And if it's foggy at the end of your race and the boat, the captain on the boat can't see the shore, yet you're disqualified. Because they have to see you at all times. Isn't that crazy? I am scared for you. I know. But also, it takes, like, I have to sign up soon because if I want a really good spot um, with, like, the season and all of that, I, it's going to be, like, four years. Which I'm like, oh, my God, I'll be, like, 24, 25. But... If I want to, we would for sure fly out to watch you do that. I know, but that's the other thing is Stefan, our family friend, he's flown out, done the whole thing, and the weather has been bad for you only have seven days. And after the seventh day, your spot's over because uh-huh. there's more people swimming it. And so he's literally flown out, stayed there, all the stuff, and then like he didn't even swim. Well, it's okay. We could just have a trip. I know that is true, but. Yeah. You have the least bothered friends of all time. That, like, that would be, we'd just get out there and be like, oh, well, guess we're just going to have to eat. I know. I know. But anyway, so we'll see if I swim it or sign up. It's really expensive, too, to sign up. I didn't know that either. That makes sense. That does not surprise yeah. me. But anyways. Yeah. My grounding moment? Yeah. My grounding moment is, um, I don't know. I can't say mom cabals again because I said that last week, but honestly, that's grounding me every morning Mm -hmm. that we come here. Um, My grounding moment, this is actually like a moment that grounded me very much, is Matt and I had a TikTok go viral this week, like super viral, Mm -hmm. like it's getting shared on news outlets and stuff. And the comments have um, grounded me. (laughs) Um, I made the mistake of going and reading comments and then I shared on my story that I had made the mistake of going to read comments and I told Caroline this before we started recording, but I meant to share it like on my close friend's story with like 40 people mm-hmm. and I shared the story to all of my followers. So I woke up and like 20,000 people had seen it. Yeah, <laughs> They're like DMing me being like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I didn't mean to freak anybody out. Um, but that was very humbling and grounding and um, a good reminder just of the people. I don't remember who told me this recently, but you can't give value to comments who are and critiques of your life who don't have any emotional equity in your life. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like if you don't have a relationship with someone, then you can't. You can't give their advice a second thought or their opinion because what do they really know? And so I had to very much flex that muscle last night and be like, okay, you don't need to defend your 
dying chicken laugh, according to the internet, <laughs> to everybody. And to all these strangers, yeah. I could not believe it. Like, people were like, honestly, he should kill her wife, his wife, like, if she laughs like that, blah, 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 blah. It's like, so and horrible. I was like, wow. And the thing is, Matt obviously doesn't feel like that. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, you know, he's off playing video games. He's not even paying attention to what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I just was like, wow. And I think the thing isn't, the comments don't bother me. Like, that doesn't offend me or make me like myself any less. But it makes me lose so much hope in humanity. Oh, really? Yeah, when I read stuff like that. Because I'm like, man, I thought that you guys were far and few in between. These people who are just making vile, evil Mm -hmm. statements. And just ripping people apart. And then when you have something go that big. And 99% of stuff's positive and whatever. Um. But man, I just, it makes me sad to see people still thinking like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily hurt how I feel about myself, but it just, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm such an empath. So when I see stuff like that, um, like on your videos or anyone huge online, I'm like, oh, like I feel sorry for the people that are hating. Like, I'm like, what's going on in your life that you're so sad? I know. Like, that makes me sad more than, like, what they're saying because they're just projecting. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. The the funniest ones. The funny thing is, <laughs> I like I like reading the ones where people are insulting Matt because I know him so well. That, right. <laughs> like, you know, it's hilarious to me because he's obviously not that person. And there were so many comments that were like, he's just a sociopath waiting to, like, like, he's going to kill somebody one day. Like, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh. You're like, honey. You have the wrong dude. Right. Dude feels bad to even, like, leave the dog at home for more than 30 minutes. Mm. Like, he's wrong. He's kill me, I promise. Wrong dude. <laughs> like. Yeah, that's really funny. So, anyway. Those are my grounding moments, I guess. Nice. Um. Let's get started reading some stories. I think we need we need we need a lighter note. Yeah, you guys we, pulled through. Um, thank you for everyone that sent in your story. We were gonna do best and worst stories, but all of them were bad, so it's just worst. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Which is honestly kind of a vibe. All right, Valentine's Day moment. In the sixth grade, I wanted to see if a guy I had a crush on was actually interested in me, so I made him ask my dad if he could buy me a Valentine's present. He called my dad at work, we were 12, to ask if he could get me something. And my dad said, yes. And I walked into pre-AP science that day to a stuffed pig and chocolate on my desk. What's even better is that my dad made me give him the chocolate since he was invoked. (laughs) I love that. But 12 years old, that's like balls. That kid had balls. Yeah. Like calling her dad. That's really intimidating, I feel like. Yeah, but I feel like there is this age, like, range where you don't realize that's intimidating yet. I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like if I was 12, 12 year what, 7th grade? They said they're in 6th grade. You turned 12 during 6th grade because you're older. Gotcha. This girl said, hi, ladies. Love the podcast. Here's my story. This one is happy sad. I just celebrated my five-year anniversary with my partner a week ago. In the very first year of us dating, we chose not to celebrate Valentine's Day because we had just started dating two weeks prior and it was all so new. 
but that year turned out to be the best and most memorable Valentine's Day ever. My grandma called me that day and asked me to be her valentine. It was the last time she ever called me on the phone. She was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dementia not long after and has made a steady decline in her health and mental awareness ever since. We are lucky if she even remembers us now. Basic tasks like eating are a challenge. She means the whole world to me and our whole family, so it hasn't been easy, but every Valentine's Day, I am reminded that I will forever be my grandmother's valentine. Mm-mm. That's sweet. <laughs> so sweet. I like that one. I love that. I feel like we need to backtrack, and you need to talk about why you don't like Valentine's I know, I was just going to say that. <laughs> so... As of recently, I like it. Like, I'm like, wow, I love Valentine's Day. But I've hated Valentine's Day ever since because my mom, every year without fail, she gives me Valentine's Day goodies, like candy, a magazine, whatever, just little things. And I was in the first grade, and she leaves it by my bed. So I wake up, and there's, like, a present by my bed. So I woke up, and it was, you know, candies, this and that. And then there was a necklace but the necklace was like the ones you get at Walmart and they were, it was like a yarn string and attached to it was a heart that said like, love me on it. And it lit up actually when you clicked it and it was plastic. That's so cool. Yeah. It was so cool as a first grader and it was plastic and it was like 3d. Like it was, it wasn't a flat necklace. It was like this bubbly chunky thing. So excited. And my mom's like, since Valentine's Day, like, you can wear that to school, no problem, like, go for it. I was like, yes. I was so excited. I go to school. I've made it. Yeah. Go to school, flaunting my necklace, and then PE rolls around. And I'm, like, super athletic when I was little, so I was like, I'm going to take this off. Like, I don't want to get it damaged. So I left at the teacher's desk at the front of the gym. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this punk-ass kid walk over and he like looks at my necklace and I was like what is he doing and he takes his fist and just like pounds it on the desk and it shattered it because it was just like this it was plastic just bulb thing and I was so sad but I was also one of those kids that never wanted I never told on anyone and I never um cried if a kid like bullied me or anything I was like I'm tougher than them like I'm not gonna let them get to me so I literally just walked over there I didn't even say anything to the kid or the teacher I was just like this is this is it I hate Valentine's Day and I grabbed the trash can I just like swept the crumble into the trash can and it was so sad this is it I hate Valentine's Day yeah so yeah and then I went home my mom's like where's your necklace and I was I think I cried I was like this kid crushed it oh I bet your mom was Oh, yeah, she was livid. Your mom was ready to fight someone. <laughs> she was like, who was it? I'm like, it's fine. He's Like, I, I got, I understood. I'm like, it's not, he wasn't doing it to hurt me. Like, he just was this punk-ass little kid. But now I like Valentine's Day. I think it's really cute and cool. I don't have any good Valentine's Day stories. I don't think my parents really got us Valentine's growing up. Now... What I do remember about Valentine's Day growing up, did you guys do the elaborate card boxes? Yeah. My dad would help me go all out for that stuff. I can see that. Like, (laughs) we'd make these really elaborate, Mm -hmm. cool boxes together. 
I don't really remember specifics. I know one had like little horse figurines on it and like a whole. That's cute. But like we would go all out and that I do remember. And I do remember really like getting excited and having fun doing that with my dad. That's fun. Yeah, we I had just like kind of basic ones, but my Valentine like cards were really handmade because my mom's creative and an artist. She's like, we're gonna be the best, and we had like these cute like doilies and candy and all this stuff. That was fun, but I bet they don't do that anymore. Like since COVID or in general? For sure since COVID, but I was gonna say in general. I don't know. You, I think they might. Okay. You don't think? I think they might because every kid has to get a Valentine. Like you have to make one for each kid. I know, but just with like, because they used to come with candy and stuff in them, and they have all those weird rules now about uh, maybe like food in and out and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it's no candy anymore. Probably. Anyways. If you have a kiddo, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I've never had really a bad Valentine's Day story. Like, I can't relate to any of these, but they're hilarious to me. That one where the kid crushed your thing sounded pretty bad. I mean, yeah, that's bad. I meant like a date. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was horrible, but... Okay, this is from a friend of mine. When I was in eighth grade, I liked this guy, and I thought we were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. But in reality, I don't think we ever were. He was known to flirt and talk to a lot of girls, but me being naive, I guess I didn't really take it seriously. Anyways, he was a baseball player. This is important for later. And it was Valentine's, so I bought him a cute chocolate box, and I want to say a movie that he liked as well. I put it in a bag, all cute, and my mom dropped me off at his house. He lived in a cul-de-sac where I had another girlfriend who lived next door. I was surprising him because he was at a baseball tournament. I hung out with my girlfriend waiting for him. I waited for I don't know how long. Felt like hours texting him and finally realized he wasn't going to show up and he was with another girl. My mom came to pick me up and she said all she saw was me standing there in the street with the gift still in my hand. It doesn't sound sad, but I remember the feeling and I can picture myself in my head. Don't you wish you could tell your younger self so much? That's sad. (laughs) That's so sad. I hate that for you. I don't know that I ever got anybody anything for Valentine's Day. I'm trying to think like because I had I dated a kid for two years in high school and of course we did Valentine's Day things but when I was younger I was really and I'm still kind of like this I was like do not be a cheese ball like I hated cheesy things and cheesy valentines and all of that yeah um but now with Chris this is our first valentine so I don't even know what we're doing I think he works honestly which is sad but he's way more romantic than I am, so I'm sure he has something up his sleeve. But that's the thing about getting older. What? Like you? That's the thing about getting older. You work and have yeah, your life. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't. That's never. I, I don't think I've ever bought anything for anyone either. To be honest. Huh. Interesting. That's really sad. I'm really sorry that sorry that happened to you. That really crushes your spirit too. Like future what about this one the tale of halloween in february i'm scared <laughs> i haven't i was in college and just joined a sorority a couple months a couple weeks before valentine's day 
as our first date party. Oh, this makes sense. As our first date party of the semester, the theme was dynamic duos. My high school sweetheart boyfriend of the time, we'd been together for two years, and I decided to be mermaid man and barnacle boy. LOL. We got all dressed up in the most ridiculous and over-the-top costumes, which is so true. That's the thing about sorority life, at least at, I guess I don't know where she went, but at Arkansas. There, there's no like trying to be cute or sexy. It's like go all out. Like yeah. Matt and I wore boxes and we're Legos yeah. for Halloween one year. Like I remember that. It, it's not like yeah, I think like you're my, weird if you don't go all out. Yeah, I think in my head I would expect with the stereotypical like sorority girl stereotype, um, you know, like sexy yeah, and like cute, cute. Uh-huh. no at least not my <laughs> friend group right. so i'm imagining like all out barnacle boy and mermaid man so am I. um before the bus left we decided it'd be a good idea to drink wine back in the dorm room but alas as those young and silly kids we didn't own a corkscrew love that this is a real problem in college instead a pocket knife would be the great idea to shove in, into the cork and pull it out I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> yep. You can probably guess where this is going. Mm-hmm. Mm. My boyfriend sliced his hand wide open. So instead of spending Valentine's Day at the local pizzeria with friends, we were in the ER dressed as unrecognizable buffoons and listened to the nurses guess what we were while singing Bleeding Love. We broke up shortly after. Don't worry. It was for the best. <laughs> you guys are the cutest and happy Valentine's Day. Oh, that's sweet. That's so funny. I love that though because it's like... No one has that story. Like, and it wasn't horrible. It was funny. And people were probably like, why are they dressed up like this on Valentine's Day? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, could you imagine being a nurse? Oh, yeah. Those nurses are probably so confused. They probably still talk about it to this day. Think about that. Like, oh, yeah. One time I was working on Valentine's Day and these kids walked in. Dressed as Barnacle That's Boy. Nice. And why can't I remember the names of the... Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Yeah. Also, if you don't have a corkscrew, use a lighter. A lighter? Yeah. Okay. If you have one. I mean, that's kind of hard, too, to come by sometimes. But, yeah, if you light the... Maybe I'm just making this up, but I'm pretty sure not. Because I feel like you would be like, yeah, that's true. So, if I'm making it up, please ignore me. But I don't think I am. If you light the, like, neck of the bottle long enough, it will pop... Yeah. That is true. I've seen people do that, but it takes a long time. Yeah. You have to, like, wait around. Yeah. Yeah. I remember in Italy, we didn't have a corkscrew, and we literally just, like, broke it on the side of the... Oh. You chose... You woke up and chose violence. (laughs) I'm like, what? The things I did in Italy, I'm like, I cannot even believe I did that. But... Anywho's. I'm trying to think of anything I've stupid I've done to try and get something open. I know I have... I know we've pushed the cork through... Like, into the wine. Oh, yeah, you can do that, too. I think I've done that a couple times, also. Why do they make them so hard to open? I don't know. And then if if you have, like, a beer bottle, how do you even say it? Bottle cap. Bottle cap. And some of your friends can do it with their teeth. (sighs) I'm like, okay, I can't do that, but I'm so glad you opened that. Yeah. Because in Italy, that'd be the same problem. Because you can drink, like, anywhere in Italy, on the streets, wherever. And we would always forget a bottle opener, a wine opener, you name it. 
And then one person in the group would be like, I got it, and use their teeth. I'm like, ow, thank you, but mm, ow. That hurts me. Right? Okay, here's the next one. Hi, I hope you all enjoy this one. This is quite, mind you, the <laughs> subject of this email says, date gets drunk as hell. Worst Valentine story ever. I'm really scared. She said, this is quite literally the worst date I have ever been on, and it also happened to be on Valentine's Day when I was 19. Oh, this is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just met this guy at a party with some friends the weekend before. He was 22 and I was 19, which seemed like so cool at the time. Isn't that funny how age yeah. changes on you? Yeah, and then you turn... 27 and you realize 22 is a child <laughs> yeah i remember in even high school i would date the kid above me usually like the grade above i'm like oh, i'm dating a junior and everyone's like okay he's so old yeah okay anyways we had been texting all week he seemed totally normal we had mutual friends etc but i didn't really know him he asked if i wanted to go to a nice dinner and a movie and i said for sure sounds great I was, I was excited to have a Valentine's Day after a stint of being single while all my friends had boyfriends. He picked me up at my apartment, and I'm excited to see where the night takes us. He doesn't tell us where we're going, and in my mind, he was like an older established man, so I assumed it was going to be nice-nice. <laughs> man, he's 22. 22. We end up rolling up to Fayetteville's notorious college Mexican restaurant, that has dollar beer deals and cheap tacos. I was a little surprised and I was definitely overdressed for the occasion considering I would frequently go there and an extra large t-shirt and Birkenstocks, but I love Mexican food so I wasn't hating on it. Everyone in college is poor anyways. We sit down and he orders a margarita pitcher, which let's take a moment to remember that I am 19 and cannot publicly indulge in this table treat. So he starts downing this pitcher alone and then orders another one, getting absolutely obliterated while I'm trying to make small talk first date conversation. I'm thinking I'm going to have to drive this guy home and then call a cab. This was pre-Uber days. And since all my roommates were on legitimate dates, no one was trying to pick me up or even answer my texts. Oh, I promise I wasn't doing anything. You should have called me. <laughs> While I'm processing this information, he gets up to go to the bathroom and literally falls on his face, causing everyone in the restaurant to turn around and stare. Oh no. Oh no. He could not walk on his own to the bathroom, therefore getting us kicked out of the restaurant on Valentine's Day. I have to pay for his meal and his drinks and walk his happy ass to his car and drive him home. At that point, I'm so ready to never see this fool again, and I take his keys and get behind the wheel of his car to drive him home, where I hit yet another hurdle on this night, which seems like it will never end. This little dingleberry drove a stick shift, and while I'm from Missouri, I have never successfully driven a stick over 20 miles per hour without killing it. Oh no. But by God, today was the day I was going to try. No car could stand between me and getting as far away from this guy as physically possible. I rev her up and pull out onto one of the busiest streets in Fayetteville, going a solid 18 miles per hour, keeping it cool as hell the entire 3.5 mile drive to his apartment. I once drove cross country with my mother, and I swear this ride felt longer than that. 
<laughs> the car was filled with silent regret and his drunk hiccups. Needless to say, I made it home and I never spoke to him again. Don't go on a first date with someone on Valentine's Day. Expectations are high and most everyone you know will already have plans and won't bail you out. Also, thank God for the evolution of Uber. I hope you guys enjoyed. That's so funny. That's so bad. The funny thing is, okay, so the person who wrote that in is my age and is in my like sorority. We went to college together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we also grew up in the same town since oh, we were kids. And so I know what restaurant she's talking about. So I can like picture, I know what street she pulled out on. I know what apartment building she was going to. (laughs) So like I was living it with her as you're telling me that. It's like, I can't even put myself in that position. But like my first instinct is like, I would have left him there. But then if I really think about it, I think I would have done the same. But you don't have Uber. No, I know. But like it. I'm yeah I'm trying to put myself in her position I would have left him there if I had uber but like she didn't have a way to get home because Fayetteville didn't really have like there were cabs but not really and so you had to have a DD and they lived planned. in the same place I'm confused how she got yeah yeah okay they lived in the same apartment building I think okay so that was her only shot yeah <laughs> that's so bad why did he think it was a good idea? Which, like, now being older, I would probably just walk up to somebody in the restaurant and be like, that looked safe, like a family or something. Yeah, we live that in is true. Fayetteville. I'd be like, or like another group of college girls that are there, I'd be like, hi, I'm Can on the world's me? worst date. Can you please take me home? Yeah, I would do that too. Or the owners of the restaurant or yes. something, because somebody yeah, would get you would home. Yeah, someone would help you. But, but yeah, we didn't have Uber. Yeah. Until way later. That wasn't a thing. Right. Oh my god, that's so bad. Yeah. Why did he think it was a good idea to order two of those? Like, excuse even me, sir. one. Yeah, even one. Like that's a picture. That's aggressive. <laughs> but whenever you're that age, you think drinking's cool, and you're out with this younger girl, and you're like, you know what I mean? I guess I never thought like that was never my perspective, but I know people in college that were like. That, that was cool. And so she can't drink. He can. Like, I'm older. I'm, you know. But then it went downhill quickly. Yeah. Well, just, like, order a beer then. Like, just keep it small. Keep it casual. Yeah, keep it cool, bro. <laughs> Don't order a whole picture. Jeez, that's hilarious. Do you know how hungover he probably was? Do you know how much sugar that is? Yeah. Two pitchers of margarita to I yourself. I fell on his face, too. I would have been mortified. I can't do awkward situations at all. I can't believe nobody helped you after that. That is true. We were shooting yesterday out um, in, or not yesterday, this weekend, out in Springdale. And there was a guy that started asking. There were two young girls who were shooting together Oh yeah. that yeah. weren't with us. And then there was a... A, a man who started walking up asking us for cash and then he started like following those two girls mm-hmm. around and I walked around the corner and I was like hey you two come over here yeah. with us and shoot over here like and acted like I knew him because I was like I'm not they're young I don't right even if they weren't young but like it did not make yeah. me comfortable so I would think that in that situation somebody would be like oh she does not want to be here with him yeah, like they're obviously, I don't know, maybe everyone was distracted because it was Valentine's Day, I guess. Maybe. I'm always the person to say something. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, because I can tell too. Like I, 
like to watch other people people watch and I'm like oh that kind of seems iffy have you seen that TikTok of the guy I think he's famous but I don't know his name it was on my for you page and he was recording it all and he was at Target or something and this girl this man wouldn't stop bothering this girl at all and this guy was like I'm gonna go help this girl and he like walks over to her is like hey and she totally plays along like hey you how's it going and he's like great like who's that and she's like I don't know and she's like and he's like well my aunt Janice is over here and she's like oh aunt Janice like let me go say hi yeah this whole conversation she like left with him and she was like thank you like oh my god thank you I saw that it was cute I'm like we need more people like that yeah the thing is people need to know to play along yeah just roll with it yeah we're good at rolling with it we just are like yeah (laughs) makes sense yeah Totally. Is that all of our stories? Do we have another one? Um, I read all of mine. When I was a senior in high school, I broke up with my boyfriend of two and a half years the night before Valentine's Day. He came over and had my gifts, and I broke the news to him. We were both extremely sad, and he left with my gifts, rightfully so. Mm-mm. That's sad. High school breakups, like, there's nothing like that. I don't think I've, like, experienced life like that. I don't know. I remember one time, I think I can say this, I don't know. I get weird, like, saying my stories about boys on the podcast for some reason. But anyways, this guy I dated in high school for, like, four months, I was, like, I've talked about him before, I think. I just broke up with him because I was moving to Italy. I'm like, dude, we're not going to get married. I'm so sorry. Like, I want you to be happy, whatever. Broke up with him. And then, like, two days later, he texted me, and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't really want to talk to you. Like, I almost didn't answer it, but I was like, okay, I'll text him back. I was like, nothing. I'm just, like, laying in bed. It was, like, literally 11 p.m., probably on a Monday or something. And he's like, can you come outside? I was like, oh, my God. I was like. I would be like, you're at my house. Yeah, I was like come outside and he's like yeah like can you come outside your house and I was like I was so annoyed and I went outside and he was standing there with like white roses and I think chocolate too it wasn't even Valentine's Day he was just like I want you back and all this stuff and I felt so bad like I was just like you know what and he's like can we go for a drive and talk and I was literally in my pajamas and like totally done with this kid I was like yeah, so because I, I felt bad, so then we like went on a drive and we got ice cream and like I just talked to him, but I was just like, dude, like we're not gonna get married, like pack it up. But anyways, that's sad. It is really sad, and I crushed him, like crushed him. I always got dumped. I've only been dumped once, but I've the other times I've been the dumper. Not the dumpy. Yeah. I'm dumpy. When I, was, <laughs> when I was the dumpy at her, I was like, oh my God. And we weren't even dating. That's the thing. With the When I was getting dumped, we were just like talking. It made me who I am. Mm-hmm. It was humbling. Yeah, I've been the dumper. I was just really insecure. Relationships were hard for me. Yeah. When I was in high school and stuff. I don't know. I was the kid that realized high school ended and I don't think a lot of people realize that and I'm like 
it ends. I think people realize it ends, but they don't realize the world gets bigger. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you're so in your world, it's hard to imagine yes. what could go beyond that. Yeah, exactly. But I feel I like sh- that even continues into college. Uh-huh. It isn't until you have your first job and you're having a career and you're friends with people who are in a lot of different life phases that you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And the reason I broke up with everyone I've broken up with, but this kid was because, yeah, I was just like, we're not, like, I want you to be happy and I'm not, if I'm not fully in it, I don't want to be with you. But he couldn't get past that for some reason. But I'm sure he's fine now. I don't keep up with him at all. But Poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. I hope he's well. But anywho, should we do a Q&A? Yes, always a Q&A. We got a good one. I always a Q&A. A Q&A. This girl said, I love, love listening to your advice and stories. It feels like I'm talking to with a couple of friends. You guys should be so proud of your work, so thank you. Wow, That's can crazy. we just leave it at that? Thank you. That's so kind. She said, something I struggle with is having high expectations, not only for myself, but others too. This may relate to Joe as she is a type 3. I'm a type 1, so striving for perfection through high expectation is not foreign to me. I try very hard to not put my happiness in other people's hands, but I still fall short sometimes. Do you have any tips for how to not have such high standards for others and feel disappointed when they fall short? No one is perfect and disappointment is inevitable once in a while, but I want to stop giving others so much control over my emotions. Thank you for your time. Okay, so here's the thing. I was raised by a one, and this is the most one behavior of all time. Um, And my dad and I have really struggled in ways in our relationship because of, probably because of me being a three, him being a one, just the way the dynamics are. Um, But I think because I was raised by him, I don't necessarily have as high expectations of others because I saw how detrimental that was to me. But the thing I've realized is my dad, probably much like you, it doesn't come from a place where he has unrealistic expectations of others. He has just such high expectations of himself that he doesn't understand why why others don't expect the same. And you have to realize that it's not others falling short. Like you can't think about it like that. You have to really be able to get into other people's shoes and realize that other people are not going to have the same thought processes as you. And you can't expect anything from anyone. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Because likely a lot of people in your life who, when you're asking them to do things, they may be over-promising because they feel like they have to because they know that you would go above and beyond. And so they're like, okay, because she goes above and beyond for me, I'm going to go above and beyond for her. But they don't have the same capability in that way. They have other talents and there are other things they're really good at, but they don't have that same ability. And so getting in those shoes and starting to grasp grasp that you don't all have the same perspective is going to be really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I struggle with this a little, but like all with 
everyone I've dated. Like, so now Chris. And I think it's part of being a Virgo because everything I've read about a Virgo, it's like we're very, like, high-strung and we're very organized, which is so weird because I'm an Enneagram 7 at the same time. So I can get in both shoes. I'm like, let's have fun. Let's do this. But also, like, let's get organized and let's do this. And it's always with I with people I love that I'm harsher with. And what I've had to realize is, like Joe was saying, they have their own reality and their own way they're going to do things. And no matter how much you try to pound in them, like, you should do it like this, 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 and this, they're most likely not going to listen because that's not how they operate. That's not how they think. That's not in their nature to do things like you and you're trying to control so much someone to be like you and that's really toxic well and something I've learned and this is kind of that three thing that I think she was touching on is like I'm overly productive like I'll share a day in the life on TikTok or online and people are like oh my god you did more today than I do in a week and it's true I like I get up in the morning. I do my coffee, my quiet time. I come and record the podcast. I go and shoot content. I go from there to edit. I'm emailing with brands. I'm meeting with, you know, having two zoom meetings with so-and-so about future projects. Like I'm doing things all day long. And I had a friend who shared her schedule the other day online. It was like, get up at seven, go from this to that, to this, to that, to this, to that. And she was working till 9 p.m., 10 p.m. And that I relate to that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's right. Just because it's productive and just because it's something that puts us in the seemingly right direction um, doesn't mean that it is right. Yeah. It's also okay to get up at 8 a.m., roll into work at 9, go work a normal 9 to 5, come home, make dinner, binge watch TV. Yeah. That's also okay. And I think when you come to the realization of that's okay, you're going to start loosening up on yourself and also not having the same expectations of others. Yeah. And and be proud that you are the way you are. It's what sets you apart. Mm -hmm. But don't expect others to want that. Yeah. And... Since you're into the Enneagram, really research all the types because that's helped me. Like with everyone in my life, I'm like, okay, he, Chris, as an example, doesn't think like me, like at all. He's very helpful. I am not. And a long list of differences we have, but that's what makes us so special and individuals. So you have to respect that and you have to let people be who they want to be. I feel like you and I are good at that with each other. Yeah. Because Caroline Caroline doesn't want to be pushed to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to be pushed to a, you know, ultimatum. Whereas some people do. And I've had to really learn that. It's like, I have to let her in her own time come to the conclusion. And she always does. It just takes a little longer because for me, I'm like, all right, pivot and we're going left. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pivot and we're going right. Mm-hmm. Whereas Caroline's like, okay, it's time to make a pivot. 
I want to spend a little bit of time thinking about this. And I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) For a long time, that frustrated me. And I had to realize that we're just different and one's not better than the other. And we usually end up coming to the same conclusion just for different reasons. Right. Yep. But yeah, you're special, you're unique. And so are other people. So love yourself and love others for them. And never put your happiness. I know you said this, but never put your happiness on other people. Yeah. People don't need to do shit yeah, they for don't you to be you happy. Even no if one. you're married to them. <laughs> yeah. That's like the marriage advice I give to a lot of people that ask us. I feel like people are like, well, they didn't do the dishes and they didn't do that and they didn't do this. And I'm like, yeah, but did they ask you why you didn't do the dishes? Well, no. Okay. Then it's just you that wants the dishes done. Mm-hmm. They don't. Have a discussion about it. Don't be angry about it. Yeah. Just different thought processes. Right. Don't expect anything. And only, yeah, only you can fill your happiness. Like other people help and other people are bonuses, but you can only make yourself happy. Full circle. You're with you the rest of your life. Yes. Hope you can sleep tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Thank you guys for joining us today. And you can find Caroline on Instagram and TikTok at Caroline Stelty. And you can find me, Joe, on Instagram and TikTok at Joe Johnson Overby. And you can find Middle Ground at Middle, Middle Ground, Ground Podcast. Podcast. And you can email us at hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. Send in your advice, send in podcast recommendations, anything you want. Um, I try to read through those every single day. So keep sending them in and thank you all for sending in your valentine stories we really enjoyed that we hope you guys had a very good valentine's day yeah um and yeah we'll see you next time love y'all bye bye